Welcome to Lifestyle Solopreneur, the community for entrepreneurs who put lifestyle first. Join your host, Flavia Barris, as she interviews successful lifestyle solopreneurs and shares ideas to help you find the perfect balance between lifestyle, business, and self. Flavia is an attorney, marketing expert, and founder of several online academies. She's been featured in major media, including BBC World News, The Wall Street Journal, The New York Post, ESPN Television, and more. Join us for this episode of Lifestyle Solopreneur. Hey, Lifestyle Solopreneurs. Today, we get to welcome Josh Rhodes to the show. He is the founder of Crypto, y'all. He's a full-time crypto investor, enthusiast, and business owner. He got his start as a real estate investor and marketing agency owner before he discovered the power of crypto as a wealth-building asset. Now he helps the crypto curious safely understand how they can invest in the greatest financial technology in history. Welcome to the show, Josh. Hey, thanks for having me. Honored to be here. Well, I absolutely love the name of, of what you founded, Crypto Y'all. And yeah. tell us how you named it. And I, I think I can kind of guess, but let's, uh, let's talk <laughs> a little bit about that. Yeah, your listeners will quickly pick up on my Alabama accent. And I am a Southern guy, born and raised here in Alabama, Birmingham. And we are a little lazy with our tongue. And instead of saying you all, we just put it all together and say y'all. But when we say y'all, it usually means we're inviting you over for some awesome food. So y'all come on over and stay a while is a is a phrase that you hear in the South. And I fell in love with crypto, which is a financial technology and monetary database system. And I fell in love with it. I was a real estate investor, business owner, and I found this new asset class six or seven years ago. And I was like, man, if we could only merge Southern hospitality with the greatest financial technology in history, I think it would be a dream come true. And so we have started the brand Crypto Y'all, and that's why we're here. So tell us a little bit about how you got to where you are, because there was a time in your life and mine and everyone listening where crypto was not even a thing, right? Like sure. no one heard of it. No one knew what it was. Now it's daily on the news. That's a household term. But for your own journey, how did you become not only aware of crypto and I'm sure slowly dabbled into it, or maybe you jumped in like diving into the deep end? I don't know. But tell us a little bit about that and how you ended up where you are now. Yeah. So the short version of my entrepreneurial story is you know, I went through the machine of growing up and going to school and getting a degree and getting a job and what society wanted me to do. And I was miserable for almost a decade after college because I was really an entrepreneur and a sales guy and an, an idea guy, a creativity guy. And I, I loved disruption in the marketplace. And I just really needed to be running my own business. So I started doing that and have done and still do multiple businesses. But I read this crazy book by this crazy guy. And, and you as a real estate gal will, will know what I'm talking about. I'm sure many of your guests have mentioned it, Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. I read it and it changed my life. And a lot of those principles that got me into real estate investing and small business and being self-employed and just the cash flow quadrants and all of that really primed me for when I discovered crypto, which I don't have some romantic story. 
I'm just like everybody else. I FOMO'd into crypto when everybody was talking about it, you know, probably off of a social media post to where somebody was talking about how many millions of dollars they made in crypto. And I bought some Bitcoin and I bought some Ethereum and which are the two largest market cap coins or tokens in the crypto space. And they were kind of my, my welcome mat, if you will. They just happen to be really incredible at digital assets that have characteristics that both share traditional asset classes, but also outperform those traditional asset classes. And so I fell in love uh, and I saw it as a technology, but I also saw it as someone growing my net worth. I needed to own assets and not just drive income. And so I saw it as a, as a way to kind of kill two birds with one stone. There's probably people listening that are extremely experienced with crypto, but we also have some people listening who are like, I don't know what crypto is. What is sort of the 10 or 15 second definition of crypto so that we're all starting at least from the same page of basic understanding? Okay, so I've got to speak to my pure... I've, I've got to honor my purists uh, out there, my, my Bitcoin maximalists, and then um, then there's everybody else. So there's Bitcoin and then there's crypto. Oftentimes in the secular or popular society, Bitcoin, of course, is lumped into the world of crypto. But Bitcoin's really set apart. It's a fully decentralized peer-to-peer network of computers all over the world. It's the largest computer network on the planet. So a lot of people don't realize that. And it's an information messaging system. So if you come from, you know, we all grew up in the traditional banking system. If you think about the SWIFT system that the banks use to move money globally and across borders, now we have Bitcoin that basically does that without a central banker, without a government in charge of it, without any individuals who can get greedy or hackers that can take it over. It's fully decentralized and impermeable to those types of, I guess, miscreants. So Bitcoin's kind of like digital gold. And then you have everything else, which we would call altcoins. And the king of altcoins is Ethereum. And the way to describe Ethereum is that it's more like programmable money. It's kind of like the, the railroad tracks that all the trains get to ride on or, or drive on. And then you have cryptos that are built on top of layers like Ethereum. And you have other competitors of Ethereum that say, hey, Ethereum's big, slow, and expensive. We're big, fast, and inexpensive. And you have what we call layer ones and layer twos. And so I will say this before we get too deep and technical. The way to look at crypto is the way to look at tech companies. Just think of a bunch of tech companies who may or may not have a utility. There's meme coins out there that have absolutely no use case, but there are also really awesome cryptocurrencies out there who have a real world use case in actual real world industries. And we're just utilizing blockchain technology for the first time, allowing all of this to be done more efficiently. So in the same way that artificial intelligence is disrupting things now, crypto blockchain technology has been disrupting and will continue. And we'll start to see more and more industries tokenize themselves using crypto technology. And I've seen just in my own experience, there are escrow companies, you know, for real estate deals, the the companies that sort of handle the the money between yep. buyers and sellers of real estate. I've seen some companies now say we do accept crypto. You know, you can buy a piece of land with crypto using a traditional escrow company. I've also seen 
Even some of the biggest law firms in the world are starting to take crypto as a payment method from their clients, which I also thought was was quite interesting. So it's definitely, it's much, it's mainstream now, it, not just because everyone's heard of it, but because it started making its way into sort of the, the economic process where previously we just had one type of currency, right? And that'd be just the, the traditional currency for that particular country that you're doing business in. What have you seen that has been like real game changers that this new technology has, has made possible or sort of created? Well, there are passive income earning opportunities in crypto that are not present in other asset classes. I'll give you a couple examples. And they may not be present, but they they may be present, but they're not present in the same, they don't manifest themselves the way they do in crypto. Crypto is, crypt, right now, crypto has the advantage of having the velocity of money on its side. It has incredible money velocity. There's more asymmetric upside to that investment than there is, say, the stock market or even real estate. Now, they have different characteristics and different pros and cons, but one of the game-changing disciplines within crypto is yield farming. We, my mastermind, my program, my mentorship that I run is it focuses on yield farming. And yield farming is it's actually exactly what it sounds like. You're earning a daily yield and you're farming it and you're recompounding it or you're harvesting it and you're recompounding it. So what crypto allows us to do, and specifically DeFi, DeFi standing for decentralized finance. Crypto is kind of like martial arts. Like there's all these different types of ways or disciplines that you can practice martial arts. Uh, DeFi is one of them and yield farming is like a skill within it. And so let's say I'll use a, I'll use a Warren Buffett analogy. He talks about a block of gold versus farmland. Well, that block of gold has value. It's great. We love precious metals, but that block of gold is incapable of creating more gold for me. Whereas if I own farmland, it has crops and livestock that I can cash flow in perpetuity that is on top of the underlying assets of the land and the materials and the equipment and, and, the, and the buildings. And so in crypto, we take basically where Buffett is saying owning farmland is better than owning gold. We take that and we go, instead of just owning Ethereum, instead of just owning Polygon, instead of just owning these cryptos, Let's farm them. Let's put them to work. And so here's where we here's where yield farming comes in. There are decentralized exchanges out in the cryptoverse, and their job is to allow me to swap one coin for another. And when I do that, I pay a fractional fee, right? Any kind any exchange you've ever dealt with in the stock market or central exchanges in crypto, they earn money from transaction fees. Well, in a decentralized environment, there's not an owner, there's not a balance sheet, there's not a Wall Street CEO. So those fees, that income stream is democratized and then redistributed to us, the liquidity providers. When we deposited our coin or our tokens into their, the yield farm, the liquidity pools, we were providing liquidity to that decentralized bank. And when it did, when it did income, it then shared back to us fractional amounts of that revenue based on our share or our liquidity that we provided. And to give you some scale, an idea of how big this is, like the largest, and there are hundreds of de decentralized exchanges on the planet. The largest one is Uniswap. 
And don't quote me on this. I think they do. I think Uniswap does something like $400 million a month in revenue. So it's a significant amount of volume and transactional volume that's happening. So people can go and instead of just holding their Ethereum, let's say, in Coinbase or Binance or something like that, or in a wallet, they can go and farm it and earn more of it over the year at a really accelerated annual percentage yield. Anywhere, usually on average, between 50 and 200% APY is what we're talking about. So that's kind of the short and, short and sweet explanation of one of many crypto passive income earning opportunities. I know a lot of people were seeing people investing in some kind of a cryptocurrency, maybe Bitcoin, and then that Bitcoin grew in value. So they saw people doing really well with it and others jumped in. But then at one point, you know, not too long in the past, people saw the value coming down. So people sort of lost money on their cryptocurrency investments. What is that about? Because that was sort of the first fall of value that people were really talking about. And it has sort of affected the perception of what cryptocurrency is and, and whether it's risky or not. So how do you address those kinds of conversations when they come up? Yeah, I, markets move in waves. And if you, if you actually put the Bitcoin chart and the greater crypto market cap chart up against the S&P 500, they're actually pretty, pretty much the same. There are, there's more volatility in crypto, but that's just because it's a $1 trillion market cap compared to a $40 trillion market cap with the stock market or $100 trillion with real estate or $10 trillion with gold. So markets move in waves. 40%, I believe, I might be misquoting this stat a little bit, but a large percentage of Bitcoin owners now purchased or invested for the first time in the September to November range of 2021, which we know in hindsight was the last all-time high, the top of the market. So if you've ever heard the old saying, buy low and sell high, most retail investors are buying high and holding it and selling low out of panic. And that usually just has to do with a lack of macroeconomic knowledge or understanding of the, the patterns that these markets move in. But yeah, we're in like four-year cycles in crypto. So you can make a lot of money in crypto, but Again, to steal one of Warren Buffett's quotes, there's no such thing as a bad market, just a bad market entry. And for for the future, like what do you think this is all leading towards? Like where do you see cryptocurrency five years from now? I think I will borrow from the CEO of BlackRock, which is the largest hedge fund in the world, controversial entity, but I would say that they're probably paying attention to things considering they're very centered on their money. I think along with him, many of our current industries that we interact with every day are going to be what we call tokenized industries. You know, the stock market, supply, supply chain management, real estate transaction management, real estate and property ownership, it's all going to be tokenized. A few years, a couple of years ago now, the first home in America was sold as an NFT, or the NFT was the basically the deed to the home, a non-fungible token for those listening that do not know what an NFT is. An NFT is a, a unique, one-of-a-kind symbol or representation of your ownership of a particular asset or share of revenue 
to a particular property. And the rest of the industries of the world, including the banking system, right now, many people do not realize that behind the scenes, while there's all these weird, crazy banking headlines and everything going on, all of the major banks of the world behind the scenes, they're they're changing the wiring and the plumbing and the way they work. And they are integrating blockchain as we speak. And so it's kind of like, watch what the left hand is doing while the right hand is doing this other thing. You'll see the governments of the world and the corporations and some of the old guard demonize crypto. And then before you know it, you'll also notice that they're using it as well. So every major industry that we interact with will be using blockchain technology. It's not just about dog coins and pictures of alien monkeys. It is an actual utility and tool and platform to use. So go back to the late 90s and think about Amazon.com and this guy selling books out of his garage in the dot-com bubble. That's where we are with crypto right now. I love that Amazon did start with books in the garage because now we've come so full circle. Amazon, you can give them a code to your garage and Amazon, a delivery driver will actually open your garage, put your box inside, close your garage and walk away. Like we've really, we've everything has been changing so much and it really does feel like it's all speeding up in a way. And that could just be, as you get older, maybe everyone feels this way, but I feel like we are just gaining momentum, leaps and bounds in just technology and the way we live and how we use technology. You know, I put on a pair of uh, glasses the other day. They're smart glasses and you can like tap the temple and play your podcast and, uh, you know, take a video or photo. I think Google Glass jumped the gun and came out too early because then they sort of didn't make it. But now there's tons of smart glasses. There's, you know, you wear your watch on your wrist pretty soon we're not going to need a separate phone. You know, your watch, you'll have a hologram of your whole screen on it or something. Like it's it's really getting there. We are starting to live science fiction, which is just great. Totally agree. So for you, tell us a little bit about crypto y'all. And for those of y'all who don't know how to spell y'all, it's Y apostrophe A-L-L, because um, we're going to share your website address. I want to make sure people can spell y'all. But so tell us a little bit about that. What is it? Is it education? Yeah. Is it uh, how, how did that come up as uh, something that you wanted to venture into? Yeah. So the nature of crypto is online, virtual, internet. So I'm just this dad, husband, entrepreneur who discovered this nascent asset class six or seven years ago. And what I started quickly understanding is that there's a bunch of gurus and smarmy folks online not to be judgmental, but like there's in every industry, there's scammers and you name it. But crypto, I was like, man, I just want, I want to create, I wish I had an environment where I could interact with people that I can know, trust, or maybe even just share a core values with, you know, just like we are all kind of on the same page and we want more for our families and we want to provide generational wealth and all the dreams that we believe that crypto can fulfill. and. I I kept investing. I was kind of my own crash test dummy with crypto, but I I ended up creating what I call the crypto flywheel method, which is basically a little business model for my portfolio because I didn't want to treat it like a casino. I didn't want it to be like a slot machine and I didn't want to buy, hold and hope. I wanted to actually have, I wanted to treat my investing like a business because I had seen the fruits of my other business models. And so I did that and it worked. 
I've had multiple six-figure wallets and portfolios that I've created over the years. And it's all because of this crazy little method that I created. And so what I did is I'm also a teacher. I just love teaching. I love helping people have their breakthrough moments with crypto. I found myself despite my other businesses, concentrating almost all day on crypto research and investing. And so I started a little education brand called Crypto Y'all. And I wanted to teach people how to get paid daily using yield farming and trading bots and NFT mining and how to take advantage of altcoin seasons and how to build and allocate capital the way I do it with my portfolio and allow people not to be intimidated by wallets and exchanges and the technology and moving money and just have somebody they could talk to, a mentorship, a mastermind. So I started my program called Get Paid Daily. We have limited windows of enrollment, usually in cohorts of 10 people at a time. We provide unlimited support. You have access to me. I do a weekly coaching call. I have trainings to help you build your first bots and your your first yield farms. And of course, lists of all the things I'm invested in and produce a weekly list of altcoins that I dollar cost average into. It's just a whole thing. We've got a community of a couple of hundred awesome people. And it's a really, really fun program to be a part of and a network of like-minded individuals. Well, it sounds like a lot of fun. Who do your students tend to be? Are they from predominantly from certain sectors or, you know, who are you seeing show up for crypto, y'all? Man, it's all over the place, honestly, because I think because crypto has such a wide appeal. People who, I think probably the main category would be people who have capital that they want to invest, but they want to invest it intelligently. They don't want to be cavalier with their money. They're professionals. They have families typically. They have aspirations. They tend to be on the entrepreneurial side, at least personality-wise. They don't have to be entrepreneurs. They don't have to be business owners. But a lot of times it's, yeah, it's folks who are just like, yeah, I know this is real. I know this is the future, but I don't know what I don't know. Please just hold my hand for a few weeks so I can get this right. And that's what we do. Well, it's been so educational and entertaining having you on. I just I love that you're out there with education first, because this is something that if you're not already well-versed in crypto, everyone owes it to themselves to understand it better because it is, it's here to stay, you know, and it's, it's a part of our life now. And it's something that everyone, whether or not you choose to participate or invest, it's just like anything else. Even if you don't purchase stocks or participate in the stock market, if you you never want to have a mutual fund that you own a share in, that's totally fine. But I think is just a, a good part of financial education and, and, you know, hashtag adulting. We need to know what those things are before we can intelligently decide whether or not to participate and incorporate it into our own investments. And again, here on the podcast, we don't give any investment advice. Everyone should consult with their own financial planners, your own consultants, your own uh, bankers before you make any financial decisions. But one of the key things you can do for yourself is education. And Josh, that's why we are so happy to have had you on the show today. Thank you so much. But It's been awesome being here. Guess what, lifestyle solopreneurs? If you don't yet have an online business earning you enough passive income to live the life of your dreams, I'd like to suggest you consider trying out Kajabi. Kajabi is an all-in-one solution where you can create and teach online courses, publish a paid newsletter, 
launch a free or paid podcast, process payments, build one-on-one coaching portals for your clients, and much, much more. I personally use Kajabi to power numerous successful and profitable online businesses. Lifestyle solopreneurs, there's a free trial of Kajabi waiting for you at this link, www.kfreetrial.com. You can try Kajabi for free, no obligation, by going to www.kfreetrial.com. Again, kfreetrial.com, and that K stands for Kajabi. Starting an online business helped me break free from that corporate grind, and I hope it does the same for you. You have nothing to lose and absolutely everything to gain. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Don't forget to subscribe to the show and see you next time.